Episode 7, Forgiveness. When do you not forgive? I'm taking a little break from the heroine's journey today because I've had several people ask me about forgiveness. They say, forgiveness? I've tried to forgive, but I still feel so much anger and resentment. What am I doing wrong? I know it's important and it'll help me grow, but I'm so confused. It just doesn't feel right to always turn the other cheek or, you know, have to adult and be the grown-up. If this is how you feel about forgiveness, what have I told you? It's important to learn when to forgive and when to hold on to your forgiveness for a minute. What, you say? There's a time to not forgive? Well, come along with me and I'll tell you about it. And if you get something out of this discussion, I have a free downloadable PDF on forgiveness. Reach out to me at goddessarchetypecode.com and send me a message and I'll send you the PDF. You can also schedule a chat with me if you're interested to go deeper. So forgiveness is super important. But sometimes it's also important to take your time and hold on to that forgiveness. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph the intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist who uses myth, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this isn't intended as mental health therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day it's outrageous, that's what the mad folks say Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided with When I was a young woman, living in the inner city of St. Louis, a young mom lived in a row house that had never had interior stairs, had never had hot water, but we made it work. There were these two old ladies who lived across the street, Dorothy and Sophie. And I remember you know, talking with them and Dorothy had been divorced for 20 years or more. Her husband had left her, and she still held a grudge. She still thought, she still was so upset and angry that he left her high and dry because, of course, that meant she was living off of her social security. And even then, in those days, social security wasn't enough to live off of. Whereas her ex-husband was off there. I don't know what he was doing, but I remember just thinking to myself, I don't want to be a bitter old lady. 
poor Dorothy, she was bitter. She was a sweet woman in so many ways, and so was Sophie. Sophie was um, our neighborhood cat lady, and she would come around and give baloney to all the dogs. <laughs> she brought baloney to my dog. I had a beautiful golden retriever. Anyway, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, I don't want to be a bitter old lady. I don't want to hold a grudge. And then 20 years later, I got a divorce. And I was challenged. I thought, what am I going to do? I don't want to be bitter. And everybody was saying, oh, you need to forgive him and forgive this woman he was with. And, you know, I was supposed to turn the other cheek and just, I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation, but I knew that wasn't it. So I struggled and I struggled and I thought about it and I thought, what do I do? How do I forgive? What is this forgiveness thing? And how do I know if I've forgiven? Because I can say, oh, I forgive you, but in my heart I'm still angry, I'm still hurt, I'm still feeling like I want to tear his eyes out. But so I thought and I thought and I went and I found this book and on the front cover it said when do you forgive and then it was one of those books that you turn over and you turn upside down and turn it over and on the other side it said when do you not forgive oh my that was surprising so I read the book I read both sides I read from the front I read from the back And I thought about it, and I thought about it. And of course, I went through my divorce, and I went through years of being so angry, so, so angry, and hurt, of course. And as I was realizing, I thought, okay, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness, what's the purpose of it? The purpose of forgiveness is to restore relationship is to uh, it's a circle that you go through of you know a wrong happens and then the person who did the wrong apologizes and then the person who was wronged offers forgiveness and then relationship is restored but it doesn't always work so easily. In fact, so many times things go wrong with that. Like, for instance, the person who asks for forgiveness, the one who did the wrong, they, what if they go do it again? And then they come and ask for forgiveness again, and then you give them forgiveness, and you're supposed to let every bygones be bygones and all that. But you got hurt again. And then they do it again and again. And then you realize, wait a minute, they're not changing. Am I really supposed to forgive them again? Because you see, part of asking for forgiveness, part of apologizing, is the implicit promise that you won't do it again. That you're not going to do that same behavior Because you know it hurts. It hurts the other person when you've had this happen. 
You know, when you do these things, you do something wrong against somebody else, you purposefully inflict pain on them. I mean, at that point, it is purposely because you always have the choice. We always have the choice. Now, this is another side little digression. But, you know, we can get angry and we can be hurt. And we have emotions. But we always have the choice on what we say and do. And we all have to take that responsibility. Nobody makes us do something. You know, the anger didn't make us do something. Sometimes it feels like it. But really, no, anger doesn't make you do something. We always have control over what we say and do. You know, and a good example of that is like, you know, if somebody's being abusive, you know, worked in domestic violence for a long time, and if so, the man is being, he's beaten on the woman or whatever, the cops come to the door and, oh, Lordy, he's, he doesn't know what's going on. Why is she so upset? He was able to stop and control it. Hello. And he, all the while saying it was her fault. Well, it kind of goes back to this whole thing about forgiveness. You know, if somebody keeps on doing something over and over again, maybe there's a time to not forgive because if we don't forgive, then we're holding them accountable. So when you don't forgive, so well, that's the whole prom- the whole premise of this episode is when do you not forgive? You don't forgive by holding somebody responsible to make the change in their life to no longer do whatever it was that was hurtful or wrong. And then when the person finally is able to say, no, I'm I'm not ever going to do that again, and they actually don't do it again, and they go for a long time, and then you realize, okay, I think it's time to forgive them. And that's valid. In other words, trust has been built back up, and forgiveness is due. There are examples of someone who isn't able to change their behaviors. They continue the hurtful actions even even if they want to change. Examples of this include addictions. Someone who's addicted to some sort of substance is often unable to change as they have to go through their own process of healing. This is a situation that, you know, because you can see how they struggle, you can make the conscious choice to forgive them. But then you might make boundaries about how involved you will let them be in your life. So let's review a little. Sometimes the forgiveness cycle works just the way it's supposed to. The person who wronged you has remorse. They ask for forgiveness and basically promise that they'll never do that hurtful thing again. And so you forgive them and the cycle of forgiveness is complete. It's a whole circle. The second scenario is when the person continues 
to do the same wounding over and over. And at this point, it's important to not forgive. You know, allow them to have a come-to-Jesus moment and realize that, hey, they may lose this relationship. There might be consequences to their behavior. So by not forgiving them, you give them the opportunity to decide what's more important for them, to keep hurting you or to finally stop, like for real, and truly ask for forgiveness. The fallout of this is that it's going to take time to rebuild trust. But it is possible. Don't lose hope. I next brought up the example of someone who repeatedly and deliberately hurts you. This indicates an abusive situation. You know, the excuse is often given that you made them do it. But really, no one makes you do anything. Yes, you know, I get it. We have emotions. We have triggers. But we always have the choice of what we decide to say and do. <laughs> this goes both ways, of course. But in this situation, it's important to not forgive. Remove yourself from the relationship so you can heal. And it's after you've done significant healing that you can begin the process of forgiving them. You know, this is connected to the next scenario. Like, what about when the person who hurt you is, isn't there anymore? You know, for example, you hear of people who had dysfunctional relationships with their parents, and then the parent dies before reconciliation could happen. Well, now what? You know you don't want to keep that hurt inside of you. How do you let it go? You know it's important to forgive for your mental health and, you know, not turn into a bitter old lady like Dorothy at the beginning of the story. Or, you know, also a bitter old man if you're a man, because I've seen plenty of those too. So, tell you what, what it was is that you were holding your parent or parents responsible for the hurt and pain they caused. Though you might not have known that's what you were doing, but guess what? You were. It was allowing them space to realize what they did to you, how they let you down, how they hurt you, lied to you, and broke their promises to you. And while they're still alive, you have the opportunity for reconciliation, you know, if that chance shows up. But say now they've died, and you're left holding the bag, so to speak. So this is when the process of learning to forgive is designed to bring you peace. So the last scenario of forgiveness that I'd like to address is forgiving yourself, right? This is truly easier said than done. In this case, it's important to do some self-reflection. Are you forgiving yourself for hurting someone else? 
And if you are, did you deliberately do it? Or was it unintentional? The bottom line, whether it was on purpose or unintentional, is to make the decision to stop as soon as you realize what you're doing. If it was unintentional, it's easier to be in your personal value system because, of course, you don't want to hurt anyone. And so it's easy to decide to stop. But on the other hand, if you are intentionally hurting someone else, then it's important to go back, figure out your triggers, remember that no matter how you feel, whatever emotions are rising up for you, you still have the personal agency to choose what you say or do. And then you decide that even if it was unintentional, you decide to apologize and promise to not do it again. And when you apologize, hopefully you'll receive forgiveness. Now, if you've gone through all that, the job of forgiving yourself comes into the picture because sometimes the guilt hangs on. It leaves a nasty taste in your mouth and you beat yourself up over it. It's embarrassing. It's annoying. But it's time to forgive yourself so you can let it go. This process takes you through the shouldas, the couldas, the wouldas. It takes you through your triggers, through healing your inner child, and finding out how to be nice yourself. You know, no longer punishing yourself for what you can't change. So this is my idea of what forgiveness looks like. You know, when do you forgive and when do you choose not to forgive? You know, if this resonates with you, I'd be happy if you reached out to chat with me. You know, I offer personal sessions to help you go through the forgiveness process. You can go to my website, thegoddessarchetypecode.com, and click on the booking page and book a free consultation with me. I offer a free consultation to just sort of talk about like, what do you want? What do you want to do? It'd be great to hear from you. In the meantime, if you'd be so kind, give my podcast a like and a follow. And I'm going to be back next week, most likely with the next episode of The Heroine's Journey. Like I promised that I would use the chakras to uncover what we lose as we go into the descent of the dark night of the soul. And also don't forget I have the weekend wind down meditations that I offer. I'll have another one up this weekend. So good people, thank you. Thank you for listening this far. And I look forward to the next time. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day 
is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided.